All right, it's December 14th, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about Avengers trailer, uh, Die Hard Talk, and the Oscars mess. Jimmy's off doing real journalism stuff in the winter meetings, so it's just Dave and I today. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it through. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right. Last week's last weekend's box office, Ralph Breaks the Internet, continues to be in number one. Third week in a row. Uh, 16 million, and they made 140 million over the past three weeks. Not bad. Mm-mm. I mean, not bad. Uh, Dr. Seuss, number two. Uh, the Grinch, sorry. Uh, Creed 2 is number three. Fantastic Beast, number four. And Bohemian Rhapsody, number five. The identical same top five as last week. Did you, did you see the Fantastic Beasts? I have not. I, I want to. It's very mediocre. But everyone says that, but there, that kind of makes me want to watch it more. Like there's a like Johnny Depp was actually probably my favorite part of it. He he was good as Grindelwald, but there is a part where he vapes World War Two. What? Yeah, he blows a vape cloud and it's World War Two that he hits out of a skull hookah thing. Well, that seems fucked up. Oh yeah, that's he vapes World War Two. That's like a real life thing that happened in a movie this year. Like as in. Was he trying to like sh- sh- depict like show what's happening, oh, or yeah. is like I vaping and then this happened? He like vapes and then like it shows World War Two. Okay, so was that like this is a television I'm I'm showing you, or is it like I vaped and like bam I just made a war with my vape? He's showing. He like okay. blows a vape cloud to show everyone all the sick tricks that are coming in the future. So it's like his iPhone. He's like, look what I got. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. It was a very weird scene because they didn't lead up to it at all. He just does it. <laughs> that's 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 weird. Okay. Well, they made six million dollars this week for vape for vape wars. Yeah, there, I feel like there hasn't been like a good movie out in a few weeks now. There really hasn't. Um, no, there just hasn't. All right. So going on to headliners this week, uh, Avengers four trailer dropped exactly one week ago. Uh, it was supposed to happen for last week's hit recording, but they pushed it because of GHWB. Uh, what do you think of it? I liked I it. I mean, it, it was exact, how do you not it's like exactly it? what I wanted from an Avengers 4 trailer, where they got you hyped, they just kind of show you a, te- like a tiny bit of where everyone is, and they don't spoil anything. Yeah, and, and anyone, like you and I know that half, 50% of that, that trailer is bullshit. That they have like CGI removed people. It's uh, cropped and mishmashed in, in different areas. So it's like we're gonna watch the movie and we're gonna realize, okay, well that was like a scene in the beginning of the movie and it was you thought they were talking to someone, but that was like at later at the end. It's like they they manipulate these trailers so much. They just it's, it's for a show and they they like they they are daring us. They're like challenging us to break it apart and dissect it, and we do because we're slaves. Yeah. I mean, we're addicted. This is the twentieth movie. Yeah, and this is that's what Deadpool makes fun of us for because he he does these this exact same thing, but the result is you have to find like a bullshit joke he wrote. It's, <laughs> it's just nonsense and doesn't make sense. We still go after it. 
Well, you do for De- I. I don't care that much about Deadpool. I Fun thrive movie. off Deadpool. I know thrive. You do. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing though is it, it. Someone noticed at the at the very end uh, the Ant Man on the uh, security camera, mm-hmm. and, and Captain America's like, "Whoa, is that a recording?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because of the very top corner. You see, it says Archive 1983. Oh, does it? Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so that's fucked up. So it means, and and right before. Ant-Man goes into the uh, quantum realm at the end of the last movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, his, the, what the fuck's her name? The mom. The one who was Hope. lost in the quantum realm. No, Hope, Hope is, yeah. Janet, Hope's Janet, yeah, Janet's the mom. Janet, yeah, she she tells him, don't get lost, in, don't, don't get into one of those time vortexes because we can't help you then. I think he was in the quantum realm long enough where he fell into a time vortex, ended up in 1983. That's wild. I, I assumed it, he would get out via the time vortex because th- there's been a ton of rumors that there's going to be like a five-year jump in this movie. Like it's going to pick up five years down the road where like the world's yep. trying to rebuild. And like he would come out like five years from now and be like the audience surrogate to like as they're filling him in on what happened and like catch people up and stuff like that. But I didn't think he'd show up in the past. Yeah, so he shows up, 1983. It's hard to say what's going to happen after that. My theory is that Scott Lang is being Scott Lang, and he keeps just, like, he's panicking, and he's like, fuck, I'm 1983, got to get back in there. And he winds up, like, prehistoric age. He goes, like, way in the future. He comes back. He's like, so he keeps, like, he's probably on a journey of, like, 10 years trying to find the right door. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think the majority of the story will take place, like, five years in the future, though. Because I know they, they cast, like, people. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, behind the scenes, because Ant-Man's always a comic relief, and he's like, oh, my oh, God, I finally found you. I, and they're going to do, like, a montage of everything like, he's done. Yeah, a montage of him, like, popping out, and there's dinosaurs going back in, and then, like, flying yeah. cars, and then... <laughs> he's just, like, sweating. He's like, I can't, I gotta, gotta get home. <laughs> Ugh. I, Ant-Man, is, if he's the hero, I'm going to be so fucking happy, because... He, his movies are so good, and nobody, like, praises them. Yeah, because they're they're... They're stupid good. They're they're just enjoyable. They really are. So, looking forward to that. That comes out in April next year. Oh yeah, that was the other big reveal. They moved it up from May. Yeah, uh, they, that's bullshit. I, truth be told, I loved it when it was the first weekend of May because that was always my birthday weekend. So I just go to the movies on my birthday. It was great, a wonderful little tradition but I had. Now the, they bumped it up a week. This way, they uh, it's being released everywhere at once. I know. It used to be like everywhere except the U.S. in April, and then. In the U.S. in May. Yeah, but see, I go with my friends, and they think, oh, it's Sheehan's birthday. I gotta get him something. And they bring me a little, like, Funko Pop bobblehead of the movie I'm about to watch. And it was wonderful. You can still do that. Just see the movie again. <sighs> it's just not the same. <laughs> All right. Sir. Moving on. The National Film Registry added 25 films to its library that they have deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Um, yeah, I... I I guess they do this every year, which I was unaware of. Yeah, I knew they did. Uh, they're actually in a very big beef with George Lucas because oh. they tried to add Star Wars, but they told him they're only adding them, adding it in its original condition, not the specialized versions, and he refused to send it in. So right, He's an asshole. right now they don't have copies of Star Wars in there, even though it was like voted he... in years and years ago. He's an asshole. Then. I mean, have you you've watched the the new ones? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. It's actually kind of jarring when you see them CGI in the guy who was not even born yet when the original one was made. 
Oh, uh, as Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. And it's it. You can tell, and and then. And there, there are some good scenes or some good things in the CGI. Like they make the lightsabers look a little bit better. They had some yeah. special effects to that. They had some more depth to scenes, which is great. But then there's just like the whole dance number in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit they added. Yeah, and, that, and that's not the point. Like, if you want to redo a movie over and over and over again, that loses the point. The reason why they want to induct you into this little Hall of Fame of sorts is because it was, at the time when it's, of its release, it was like revolutionary, and it changed the course of movies. 100%. So you but want I, the original. Yeah. So it's like I mean, I go back and forth on whether he should have changed them or not, just because, I don't know. It, it depends on where you fall on, like, the death of the artist argument. Do you believe when they're done with a piece of art is when they say they are or when they give it over to the public. Well, it's not, it has nothing to do with the, their opinion is it's of the historic person's, it's a, it's the uh, population's opinion of it. So you, you believe it's done when they turn it over to the public then? Yeah. That's the, that's, the initial reception. Yeah, that, that's the whole, it's a philosophical argument called the death yeah. of the artist on whether like when, because they did create it, when do they get final say on it? And when does it become the public you, and the culture's? Opinion. When you give it to us, it's ours forever. Goodbye. That's just facts. Uh, like, what if, what if, like, Babe Ruth, his game-worn jersey was hanging in the Hall of Fame, but they kept kind of updating it every time the Yankees changed the uniform? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a good argument. It is. It's an excellent one. Too bad Jimmy's not here to hear that one. <laughs> uh, so the movies that got inducted, there's a, a bunch that I do not know. Yeah, and I was just looking at the list before we recorded. I'd say... 17 of the 25 I've never even heard of. Exactly, because they go back to 1935. It's a deep dive for some of these. Hmm. And I just got excited. I thought I said the, the town, but no, on the town, 1949. Not the one I was thinking of. I mean, the town's a good movie. It's not going to get added to this. You don't know what's going to happen with Ben Affleck. Uh, Jurassic Park just made me laugh out loud. Why? <laughs> Again, I don't know. It just... I mean, that was considered, like, probably the biggest leap in special effects since Star Wars when it no, came out. No, I mean, trust me, I'm on board. It's, one of, like, one of my favorites, for sure. But it's, okay, broadcast news from 87, Brokeback Mountain, Cinderella, uh, Ease by You, Jurassic Park. It just doesn't fit with those ones. Those ones are, like, I don't know. those, th- yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Which just because I, I know so much about. movie history is why I'm like, yeah, of course it fits. The one I well, don't no, I, think... I'm happy about it because it, 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 it brings in the Everman opinion, too. Yes. The one I don't think should be in there, and this is surprising because I love Stephen King, is The Shining. Ooh, why? I just don't think... Like, I think some of Kubrick's other movies are better aesthetically. Uh, I don't think this is very culturally or historically significant. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, think of all the imagery that comes from this movie that people use routinely. Like, um, here is Johnny, the two... The two twins standing into the hallway, the the red rom thing. It's there's so I haven't even seen the fucking movie, and I feel like I've already seen it. I, I just yeah. There's so know. much with it. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a bad adaptation, but it's a good movie. It's it's got that meme now with Jack Nicholson sitting in ice. That that's from that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, I guess it is culturally significant. It's it's, it's huge. I didn't even think of that. See, now All you right, know. I resend it. It should be in. Yeah. You convinced me. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. All right, Die Hard talk. Um, Woo! This this came out, I guess, a couple years ago. I completely missed it. Uh, they're making a prequel to the Die Hard series called McLean. 
I did you know this? Yes, I I did know this. Um, I remember when they announced it like a year and a half ago. I hate this so much because why is that? The one of like the best parts of the first Die Hard, like the genius behind the character, is that he wasn't this action hero at the time. He was just an everyday cop who happened to be there when yeah. everything went down because it was Christmas and he was visiting his family, so it's a Christmas movie. And, the, like, if you make him have, like, a backstory where he was also a superhero doing something else, it takes away from just this everyday cop doing it. No, I think they can pull this off without no. making it over the top. Also, Bruce Willis hasn't cared about these movies since, like, Die Hard 2. No, that's valid. I can't. And, like, he, he when can't. he half-asses it, you can really tell. There's no way he can be McClane in this. I What I had read, and I don't know if this is still the plan, was that they were going to have it framed with him, like, talking in the beginning and at the very end, and it's all, like, a flashback. That would be okay with me. With, like, a younger if, actor. If they, were, if they were going to try and pull off the uh, the anti-aging uh, CGI bullshit with him, that would have been tough to take. No, but he is helping them cast the younger John McClane. I don't know. I hate this so much. He's not a regular like everyday it. cop if he's stopping terrorist attacks when he's, like, 18. Because he's not, he's not even... Well, he's not going to be stopping terrorist attacks. Whatever he... You, I mean, you don't know what he's doing yet, but it's going to yeah, be a very a be- boring movie if he's, like, just a traffic cop, which is what he was at the start of the first one. No, he was not just a traffic cop. He was a beat cop in New York City in the 80s. Do you know how much a fucking nightmare that was? I mean, it's... I mean, there's a they- reason why... There's a reason why he was a superhero that he was in that moment, because he was fucking trained for it, because he was a beat cop in New York City when New York City was complete cesspool. I I don't know. I I'm expecting this to be horrible, but there won't be any like big flashy like villains like Hans Gruber. But you don't it, know it, that, there's though. gonna be there's gonna be some shit going on. There's gonna be like uh, there's gonna be a shootout like a like a bank a bank not bank robbery like a uh, liquor store robbery gone wrong. Like there's gonna be like things like that. See if it's things like that, I think it could be good. I'm just I mean Movie. we don't know if it's not gonna like if it's gonna be things like that. They could very well make it be him stopping another terrorist attack or. Him hoping the FBI was something or something crazy. I think that they would be uh, using kick gloves with this franchise, and they would not. The last ruin one the had integrity. him drive a tank through Russia, shooting people with a tank. They're not like which is plausible. No, it's not. They're like <laughs> these movies have gone so far off the rails that they don't treat it with kid kids gloves. They're what just was like, what was the last one? Was it Live Free or Die Hard, or A Good Day to Die Hard? I don't remember what it was called. Once they dropped the numbers, it was really just all it was. Yeah, Die Hard bad. Three was the last good one. I yeah. think Live Free or Die Hard is Die Hard Four, where he rides yeah. a jet through, like on the wing, in Washington D.C. Maybe and flips sounds... a car to like crush another car. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> you, you can do that. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, Oscars. <laughs> your fa- your favorite thing. Yes, I, I live for the Oscars every year. It's it's the show, and they're fucking ruining it. it it's it's in the tr- it's it's not going well. I think the Globes are going to overtake them real soon. I just I think they're too different. I think like the prestige of it, the Oscars will always be number one. It's just the Globes. I've I've not if not if nobody wants to be a part of it. I think the Globes are always the funner one to watch. Yeah, it's always a good like time. That, that's how it's always been, though. And I think the prestige of the award will always be there. It's just nobody wants to host it. Well, it's not just that. They they, they are so set in their ways. If you haven't heard yet, the uh, the original host Kevin Hart 
uh, bowed out last week because uh, some uh, homo- homophobic tweets surfaced from seven years ago, which he's a comedian. And he tells jokes, and that's what happens. And unfortunately, I, the internet I, is ink. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good excuse. Like for some of them, it's, for some of them, a hundred percent. Like one of them was, I just saw some guy eat a whole chicken wing in one bite. That shit gay. Like that clearly a joke. <laughs> like yeah, I, I saw that and I laughed. But this doesn't make sense. But it's funny. Yeah, no. Um, but some of them were that other people showed me were very. Not jokingly homophobic and anti-gay and wanting to like harm gay people and thinking they are less than us. Okay, well that's not great. Yeah, in which case I was like, all right, good. I don't want him hosting the Oscars. See, I don't give a shit what your past is. I I I just don't. Um, I should say past. I I say three year buffer, maybe four, four four or five. I think it depends. It it depends on the offense. And I think it depends on what his recent actions are. Yeah, and he's been a, he's been a well-rounded individual for the past five years. Although, did you he's, see he's, his apology? He never says I'm sorry. He defends the actions. Good. I mean, it's it's. Uh, what, what's the point of apologizing? What's the point of apologizing? Again, it comes down to if he's actually homophobic or not. And right now, or it comes I'm, down to if he's if he's sorry or if he's changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if he had said, I had some misguided views back then, and I, like, don't think those things anymore, and I'm sorry that I ever tweeted them, and I'm not getting rid of them because that's who I was at the time, I'd be all aboard, like, his side. But the fact that he's doesn't even say they were misguided views. He's just like, yeah, I said them. Like, that, that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen the bad stuff, and I haven't seen his apology yet, but I just on, on the surface, I feel like everyone is just so jumpy about these kinds of things. And also, the bigger thing, what led me into the story is, the, is finding out about the previous hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel said that he, he, I mean, he hosted it two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was the 14th person they asked. Oh, wow. Which is significant, considering it's Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. And they only they only paid him fifteen thousand dollars for it. Oh, that that gig is worth way more than that, just because of the backlash you're gonna have to deal with. You could no, be, you could be great at it. Like I thought, Ellen was good in recent, and Neil Patrick Harris. I liked both of theirs, and they yep. received so much flack. Because because the the Academy uh, censors them every single way. They, they basically sit in the in the writers room with them and saying what they can and cannot do. Yeah. So basically, they what what. what, what the article from the New York Post said it. Um, they basically hire these these young new actresses and actors to host it, as long as they do it like Billy Crystal did in the nineties. I was gonna say they should just get Billy Crystal to do it again. He was always good. He's done yeah, it what like and, five six times now. Yeah, and it's stale because it's it, that stuff's no longer funny. And you you don't even need hosts because the host just gets up there and says some awkward jokes and leaves and then you got all the array of presenters. You have tons and tons of presenters. You don't really need a host. Yeah, I know. If this leads to them trimming down the show because there's like less musical numbers and shit like that. Oh, they need to. I will be so happy because we we were live tweeting and watching it last year. Yep. And it reached like hour two and a half, and I was like, this this has to end soon. It went on for like another two hours. I had a, I stopped drinking because I knew I wasn't going to be able to handle the show afterwards. <laughs> it was so long. Yeah, it was it was very rough. I hate it. 
I love it still. It's like a bad relationship. I'm hoping one day it will change. It promises me it will. <laughs> I believe it. Keeps telling you, no, no, no. Next year it'll be different, and then another year of you being a battered viewer. Yep, just taking advantage of me. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just it's sad to see because the Oscars are always the gold standard. It just is. The Oscars are movies. Movies are Oscars. Yeah, I mean our logo. Our logo is ripping them off because the the gold standard. I I want a cease and desist. That's I've said from day one. Cease and desist me because it's gonna go on a frame on the wall. Oh, for sure. And so we changed the logo. Like we have another one built. We're just waiting till the. They Oscars. don't know that. No, we're we're leading this. We are the official Oscars podcast. Come <laughs> okay. on. I'm gonna add that to the show description. I think we should. We're official podcast of the Oscars. <laughs> we do not. We do. Yeah. Well, that will get the cease and desist. Yeah. All right, so movies coming out this weekend. Uh, Bird Box. That's the one with, uh, what's her face? Jesus, not um, Blindside Girl. What's her name? Sandra Bullock. That's the one. Oh, is this the you A know? Quiet Place knockoff? Exactly. They, they're, they're written the same time, but sucks. This Yeah, that really sucks for this because it, it's based on a book, which has been out for like 10 years. Yeah, it's so they basically they, the the world they live in is there's like a monster going around that if they see it takes the shape of their uh, biggest fear and makes them drive drives them nuts and like pushes them to suicide. So these people are walking around avoiding everything with its blindfolds on, driving with blindfolds on. It's it looks dumb to me. Oh yeah, uh, I mean you're the, I, you're the suspense horror guy, so I feel like you got a better read on this than I do. I think it looks dumb just because I don't think Sandra Bullock has been good in a movie in, like, ten years. So her okay. being the lead makes me, like, nervous about it. But this could have been when she signed on thinking, this is going to be my return to good movies. Yeah, and then she just looks across the aisle at Jim Halpert and says, ugh, he did it better. Yeah, he, he did. I'm I'm yeah. optimistic. I have to look at the reviews for this before I go see it, unless we're re- reviewing it. but we won't We won't be. Okay. <laughs> I'm just probably not. Um, next up is uh, The Mule. Clint Eastwood's... Uh... I'm excited for this. I think this one looks good. I don't understand why. I don't understand why you're not. Clint Eastwood's put out a ton of critically acclaimed movies in the last, like, five, ten years. Why would this one not no. be up there? Because he's in it. Just because he, he's had one bad movie this year, which was, like, the 1517 to Paris. But that's also his one bad movie in, like, the last ten years. Because he's in it, that's what bothers me. He's like about he's got one foot in the grave, and he wants me to believe that he's a, a drug mule for the cartel. Get out of here! Hey, that, you'll never suspect the old man. Get out of here! Why would no? It just it, to to me, it's too unbelievable. And I think he's he he thinks he's still a ninety five year old badass, and it's just it's to me, it's getting sad. I don't know. I will say. I like the idea and the cast of the movie, which is why I'm excited. The trailer does not have me excited. Just because it seems like the whole time Clint Eastwood's, like, winking at the camera. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's an old senile which, man. Which has me nervous that the movie's going to be, like, the entire time that. But it could just be how the trailer's edited. He's a senile old man. Yeah. So, and then the other one this week is uh, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, unless you're a super nerd like me and Dave probably have no interest in seeing but we do oh yeah no i'm gonna go see that this weekend and i am very excited for it some of just the early twitter reactions i saw were that it's like hands down one of the best movies superhero or otherwise of the year which i find to be 
a bold statement. Honestly, I know. That's, that's I, just, that just that doesn't it, make sense. It worked. It got me hyped up. I'm really excited to see this movie. I guess. Yeah. It just. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it doesn't make sense to me. Although. Look for, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, are you missing a movie? Isn't Mary Queen of the Scots coming out this weekend? Last weekend. It was last weekend. Yeah, we got we took care of that already. Ooh, and it wasn't in the top ten. Nope. That's not. It was good. a limited release. Oh, limited. It was release. a limited. Yeah, so it, it might have gone nationwide this week. I think maybe. Okay. My note, my website that gives me the list doesn't tell me though when they go full nationwide. All right. Yeah, because I definitely thought it was coming out this weekend, and I was like, ooh, she dropped the ball here. No, 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 sir. Not in that one. I'm really excited to see that one. <laughs> All right. So to wrap it up, um, do you have any quick recommendations? I haven't watched a lot because I've been traveling for like the last week. Um, You've been running a marathon. Yeah. Shout out to you for running a marathon. I know. You guys can't see this because this is an audio medium, but I'm wearing my medal and a marathon hat right now. Suck it, everyone who's never run to a marathon. I'm better it's than very you. shiny. It's got like a kind of like an Asian twist. Oh, well, that's Hawaiian. Yeah, obviously, it's Hawaiian. It's Polynesian. Yep, it's yeah. I like the uh, like the ribbon. It's very colorful. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's nice. Um, I'm giving it. I, I I'll never get one. So congratulations. You can. I'm doing New York Marathon next year. Come run it with me. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We'll make six no. packs of shirts and run it, and people will be like, "Oh, those guys ran it in matching shirts. We better go listen to that podcast." I will give out free shirts to people who are running in it. I don't have to run it. Fair. Oh, I listen to uh, The Corp. It's a barstool podcast with Big Cat and A-Rod. I listen oh, to a couple okay. of episodes of that, and it is very interesting. Um, really? Yeah. It's it's on the business side, talking to people, who, and it's just hour-long interviews with people who are wildly successful, and it's telling stories. Bus- the business side of sports, or...? Some of it's sports, Just, some of it's not. The two I've listened to so far is Kobe Bryant and um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who owns the Sixers. And it's like, oh, that guy. Yeah, and his best friends with uh, Robert Kraft and Meek Mill. The three of them go out partying all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds interesting enough. Yes. And I also, on my flight, I watched Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh. We never saw that. No, because it was also a limited release, and it is very sad, but like happy sad. I was cr- I was like straight up ugly crying on the flight. My girlfriend That's looked awesome. over at me at one point. And she's like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, "Mr. Rogers is gone." Oh, I forgot all about that one. No, it's coming to HBO soon, out. though. So beautiful. We might we might do like a mini review of that then. Whenever I think I we should. We absolutely should. Uh, I've been uh, down a rabbit hole. Uh, I told you about this earlier. I, I got uh, hooked on to uh, uh, Bear Brook. It's a podcast. Uh, it's about about murders. <laughs> I'm a big murder guy. Um, so the story behind this one is it's a it's a cold case from New Hampshire. In 1985, uh, some people found a barrel in the woods with two bodies in it. Ooh. Cryptic. And no one's then no one ever found out. They they could never identify the bodies. So if you can't identify the bodies, then you really have no shot of finding the actual killer. Crazy. Yeah. So it went cold. They buried the, the, the remains two years later, and then it got shelved. And then some state trooper in 2000 got assigned the cold case to do in his spare time. And he was like, right through, was like, oh, wow, this is kind of fascinating. I'm going to go check this out, like check out the scene. He went walking around the scene, and boop, oh, 
look, there's another fucking barrel sitting right here. 15 years later, it was only uh, 100 yards from the first barrel and with two more bodies in it. Jesus Christ. And it was like 15 years old. It's not like the murderer's still doing it or. Yeah, they, they, they tested it. The remains, it's the same time. And actually, three of the four bodies were related. One was a mother and two kids. Crazy shit. That's. All right. I, I was a little like iffy on it just because I'm not a, I'm not as big a um, murder fan as you, but yeah, when I tell you about bodies and barrels, yeah, I can understand how it's a little off putting, but the mystery behind it is everything. Yeah, that that's actually really cool. Yeah, so I'd highly regret, highly recommend it, and it's like it's like thirty to forty minute pod, uh, episodes, and I think there's only like nine of them, so you can bang it out real quick. I'm gonna go do that then. Go nuts. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, check us out on Monday. We're reviewing, re- we are reviewing Creed 2. Just uh, Dave and myself again. Shout out to Jimmy, who's in Vegas having fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so check us out at, at Six Pack Cinema on Instagram, on Twitter. Reach out to us if you want us to uh, review anything or if you have any opinions that we don't have. If you want to fight with us, I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. Any last words? Uh, enjoy the weekend at the movies. There we go. Thanks, guys.